Hello, and welcome to the Sound Off on School Safety. I'm Michelle Gay, Executive Director and Co-Founder of Safe and Sound Schools. My co-host today is my co-founding partner and mission sister herself, Alyssa Parker. After losing our children at Sandy Hook School, the two of us co-founded Safe and Sound Schools as a national school safety advocacy and resource center that provides research-based tools and support for crisis prevention, response, and recovery with the goal of protecting every school and every student every day. We invite you to visit us at safeandsoundschools.org to learn more about our mission and support our work in schools and communities across the country. And today, we are together again for our podcast. This is where we get a chance to talk with experts from within the school community to discuss important topics related to school safety. Alyssa and I decided to do this special podcast episode together today to talk about moving forward, something that the two of us have just dedicated a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of thought to. Every year as we approach December 14th, our hearts seem to get heavier and heavier. It's no matter what we try, no matter what we do differently each year, uh, it's it's hard, we can kind of feel it in the air. Um, it starts to smell the same and look the same as December 14th, 2012, when we lost our two beautiful girls. So we try to come together and informally make a plan. What are we gonna do this year? Um, what are you gonna do? Uh, what should we do outwardly? What should our message be? And this year, um, we've had a lot of conversations about moving forward and moving forward in a way that honors our girls and our mission and honors each of our individual journeys as well. So I'm gonna bring Alyssa into the conversation now and we're just gonna let it flow and see where it goes. Welcome, Alyssa. Thank you, I'm excited to have this chat. You know, we usually send out written messages and it's kind of fun to be able to have a conversation with you about it because I feel like that's where you really get a flavor for our personalities. And, and not only that, just what this experience is like. And I think this is a, a really great way to kind of get a window into, you know, what that experience looks like for us. Yeah, we're kind of letting everybody into our annual conversation, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that is, but. <laughs> I know. It's real. It's real. And, um, you know, this is been especially hard, I think, on us, our team, our families um, this year because of COVID, you know, everything, everything is harder this year, I think, because of COVID. And we worked really hard um, as an organization to just keep our team together and our mission together. And we learned a lot about ourselves this year and have done a lot of reflecting, a lot of, a lot of heavy lifting. And you know, moving forward is an expression that we use a lot. You know, we, we don't talk about moving on because there's there, there's just really no such thing as that for right. us. And no, no person who's lost a loved one appreciates that. No, not that language not. very well. No, yeah. And, um, and, and so moving forward has always, I think, been what resonated with us, right? Like there's not moving on. Um, there's just, there's just picking up, uh, the pieces and, and trying to build some beauty with, with what's left over and, um, and move on together, you know, move forward really together. So, 
Um, I want to I want to talk about that a little bit more, and and then dive into some of the ways that that we have moved forward over the years and how we're moving forward now. I think in the beginning it was very interesting for me to you know, jump right into the nonprofit work. And I remember, I remember feeling very much so and and anyone who's listened to our other episode where we talk about starting safe and sound, you know, we really felt like it picked us. And I, to this day, know for a fact that, you know, we were called to do that. And that was something that we felt very passionate about, but there's always this moment in your head where, you know, you question like, is this right? Is this forever? Is this for how long? What, what, what is the goal? What am I hoping to achieve? And I remember there was this mom that came to talk to a few of us in our um, community that had lost loved ones. And she had lost two children that had had um, some health complications. It was like a genetic thing and, and they did not live very long and they passed away. And so she was kind of just, you know, sharing her own experience. And it was really interesting because at the very end, I remember she, you know, she talked to a lot of us and we had started nonprofits, several of us in the room. And she was reflecting on the fact that, you know, when she lost her child or her children, she's like, you know, we didn't like start anything like a nonprofit out of it but you know and and I the way that she said it there was this moment inside that I was like oh that's a lot less complicated (laughs) (laughs) you know it's almost like we didn't really think like it was it was almost like like you said we were called we were compelled and we were adrenalized, you know, mm-hmm. the two of us, um, and we and we needed that. I think in in many ways that served to help us literally put the left foot in front of the right foot because um, we it it just kept us moving. It gave us some something to you know get up and get out of bed and and focus on each day. So um, so yeah, but I, I too I remember like we had already founded the thing. Right. And, and I I remember somebody saying, well, whatever you do, don't start a nonprofit. And I was like, we did it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, and so in so many ways it's, it's led us in, in, and that's been so beautiful. And we've discovered so much about ourselves and we have met so many amazing people that have helped us, you know, individually and together on, on our journey. But, you know, that question, is this forever is one. Yeah. And there was a period of time in the beginning where I really didn't know, you know, you and I went gung ho right away. And I don't think a lot of people know that there was a period of time where I had to step back. um, And, you were amazing. You stepped right into that role and I just needed some time to just breathe and to kind of reorient myself. We were moving at the time and it was just really tough. It was really emotionally difficult. And I was dealing with some extreme social anxiety, like talking on the phone paralyzed me. And so when you're working remote with people, because I had moved to the West side, you know, over here in Pacific Northwest. And that is all you can do is talk to everyone on the phone. And so it was paralyzing for me. 
Um, I had so much anxiety talking to people on the phone, talking to people in person. And um, oddly enough, the only thing that didn't affect me was speaking on stage because I had control. When I was on stage, I could say what I wanted to say. I could talk about what I felt comfortable talking about. I controlled the narrative. And that felt very comforting to me. It was the one-on-one -on -one exchanges that just just set my heart racing. So that that was a really big challenge for me. And you were so patient and so great, you know, to kind of let me kind of get back into that headspace again and come back and kind of find my way, you know, back into the organization after my break. And and I don't think a lot of people are aware of, you know, of that happening, but I felt like it was definitely something I needed for myself. You did. And I, I felt that I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I, I tried to have a brave face for you because I knew that um, I, I knew that you just needed that. And, um, and, and to be, you know, your best person, you needed to honor what your family needed, what you needed, you know, right there in that moment. And then, and then with that time to heal, you know, you were able to come back, you know, stronger than ever and, you know, grow along with, with me and the organization and um, gosh, it's just, it's been almost eight years, you know, we're, we're coming on the eight year mark here. And, um, you know, one other thing that, that somebody said early on too, that, that struck me, and this was just dumb luck on our parts, but we named our organization safe and sound schools. And I, you know, we did not put our, our girls' names on this organization. Now we have, we have Joey's Fund with the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation for Autism, and we also have Emily Parker Art Connection. So we do have you know, two separate um, bodies of work that are part of our girls' individual legacies. Um, but as far as this, you know, we, this is very much their legacy and something that, you know, represented what was in your heart and my heart and what we wanted for every child, every teacher, every family in America was a safe and sound school. But I feel so lucky that we, that we didn't put our, the girls' names on it because there is that moment in time for a parent um, who has created something with their child's name on it, um, or a spouse or a best friend. You know, whenever you put your loved one's name on the creation, um, it takes on a whole different level of sacredness, right? And and you have this, you know, this ultimate protection over it and attachment to it that we've seen you know, with, with some of the folks that um, have shared with us the, how hard that can be when your journey changes. you know. And you and I have had a lot of conversations recently about the journey changing. And yeah. you've done some soul searching and you know, nothing like a pandemic, honestly, to, to make us all. <laughs> you know, honestly, this, this, this little seed was planted probably a couple of years ago and just has slowly been growing in me. And it was a really scary thought. And I think that, I think it's interesting you bring that up. I hadn't really thought of it in those terms before that it's really hard to, to let go of something that your child's name is attached to because you feel this very protective 
Um, I'm not going to let my child go, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, for me, it, it's been an interesting journey. I have, I've loved every minute that I've done with Safe and Sound. It's been challenging. It's hard, you know, for us, you know, going from a friendship to a working relationship, you know, it's, it takes care. It takes energy. It takes a lot of grace. Um, there's plenty of times where I did not have either of those things, but you know, we've yeah, learned yeah, so much yeah, Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> where we've had to learn a lot to communicate and work together, but you know, that effort has always been so fulfilling for me though. I've always looked at what we've done and created and been so proud of it, but there got to the point where I, 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 I would go out and I would present and I would just have this feeling that I guess it would stem from people coming up and saying, you know, I've heard your presentation. It's so amazing. It's so great. And they would tell me about other people's stories. And it just got to the point where I just felt like I kind of wanted to take it back, not take it back as in like they didn't hear it, but I wanted it to be my own again, my own narrative, my own story and not where I have to shift emotional gears and be very analytical and non-emotional when it came to the story of, of Emily. And I, I don't even know how to describe how the shift was happening, but I remember having like, like, I would like kind of just like set feelers off to you. Like, are you feeling this are you way? Feeling this too? Yeah. And I would say stuff like, so how long do you feel comfortable sharing this story or talking or, you know, presenting? And I would get none of that feedback from you. <laughs> like you would be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as I feel like it, it's great. It's great. Like I feel good. And I would be like, okay, so that's like a me thing. Like I'm the one feeling too have those days though you know so so it yeah. didn't like didn't shock me or you know surprise me that you would have moments where you're like okay I'm like because when we don't hold anything back right yeah. like we just <laughs> open the book and we're open to any question anybody wants to ask us because right. our goal is to make sure that we leave everybody with everything we've got so that they don't ever have to face a, a day like we did and all of the days after. But I know what you're talking about. There is this, this feeling of, you know, this is a part of me and I am a, a very sacred part of me and I am sharing it so freely, you know? And so, so sometimes there are those moments where I'm in conversation with God and it's like, can I be done yet? You know, <laughs> have I, have I served enough, you know, um, so, so right. that resonated with me and didn't shock me or surprise me. And honestly, when you would ask those questions, I was probably just trying to like, you know, keep you, no, no, you're doing great. Keep going. You know, <laughs> well, I think that what was interesting for me and where it kind of like where my first realization that that was happening to was that in the beginning for the first good four-ish years, probably maybe even longer, but I, after I would present, I would have this, this hangover, this emotional hangover where I would just be drained. I would be, there, there was a price to pay emotionally for me. And it got to the point where I didn't have 
happen anymore. That when I would present, I didn't come home feeling emotionally drained. And there was a part of me that was scared over that. People have said to me, you know, that's when you know you, sh- you should stop. Yeah. That, yeah. Know? So I have, I have, I have heard that. And unfortunately or fortunately, I have not yet experienced that. Like I still come yeah. and I, so it's part of my ritual. I come home and just for a day, I am useless to everyone. And <laughs> everyone just has to accept that fact that that's just part of of, you know, doing these, um, going out and being on and there and present for everybody else. But I think that's what it is. It's like, at some point you have to say, well, what about my healing and my family and what I need right now on this journey? So talk about that. Talk about the revelations. So it kind of shifted gears. So I, I was feeling these feelings of like, I don't know that I need to be in this space anymore because I feel like I've done what I needed to do and I felt really good about it. I felt at peace with what I had shared with people, how many people I had shared it with. Like I kind of felt like- You wrote a book. (laughs) Like I kind of just felt like there is a lot that I still need to explore about myself. There's a lot I need to understand. I still have some anxiety issues that, that really- I've been able to avoid dealing with because of work and and home life and kind of just being so busy between the two that I knew that it would take time to just focus on my own self-care. And I've, and I've done really well doing, you know, a lot of work over the years. And I I've always been working on something as far as, you know, my, my healing, I guess you would say. But there was just this, this, I could just feel there was this huge iceberg under the water that I was like, I'm just not getting to that. I totally get what you're saying. Cause it's really, let's face it. Like while you're taking care of your family and your marriage and running a nonprofit, which is, I mean, that's not something you and I had skill sets for, or even still feel that we have right. skill sets for right now. <laughs> But, you know, that wasn't in our background ever before. Uh, All of those things, they serve to provide you a wonderful way to not dive deep in your healing. You know, they can. And so you can do sort of like weekend healing at best or, you know, once a week therapy or, you know, if you're lucky, you and your husband get to take a long walk together, but you're not getting down under the water. Exactly. And for me also, you know, I have a funny way that I communicate with God (laughs) because sometimes he has to scream pretty loud at me. I'm not always the most um, diligent when it comes to responding to what I've been told. This happened with my book. This has happened this last year where I just felt like he was telling me, be at peace. Like you're okay. You, it's time for you to start a new chapter. It's time for you and your family to be the priority. And I just couldn't reconcile that. That took a long time because like you said, we started this with the most pure intent. We have stuck to that motto the whole time that, you know, this is all about caring, loving, passion for the work and we've never veered from that. That has always been our goal. And I have so many strong emotions 
associated with that, that I'm proud of. I'm proud of what we do and I believe in what we do. And to just kind of say, I'm done and walk away. Like there's no playbook for that. There's no way to say, you know, when is it okay to, when's it not okay? You know, when are you done? Well, how do you know? Right. Struggling with that. And it just, this was this persistent gnawing and I just kept ignoring it. And, you know, when COVID happened, I was already feeling it. And at that moment, you know, it was like all hands on deck. Everything Everything changed. And all of us, like I was working double the hours I normally do. You know, there was so many scary things that were going on, just uncertainty because our whole way that we had been working was just (laughs) and so I was like arms around people yeah exactly I was like this is not the right time (laughs) but I think that 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 had the dialogue with myself had to happen before then to give me time to kind of mourn grieve you know leaving the organization as far as an active role um I think that I just, it needed time to marinate. And so I appreciate that he is very patient with me in that process. And I was so nervous, you know, when it got to it, cause I knew I was gonna come and talk to you and I was so nervous to do it. And- By then I already well knew that you were- I know. And when you said that, that was just confirmation to me that this was the right thing because you had been prepared. I had been prepared. And there was so much peace to that and so much peace to that decision. And even though, you know, and it hasn't been that long since I've walked away from this active role with the organization, I like to say I retired because I I think you're a little too early for retirement. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I really have felt so healthy and strong and, I know I left this organization with the most amazing people, first off. You know, I think like we started this together and we have at different times passed that baton back and forth for different things, you know, standing in different gaps for each other, doing all kinds of things that were very uncomfortable doing, but they needed doing and, you know, when I started to, to realize that you were being called in another direction, I looked around. Well, first I panicked. I'm not going to lie. So, <laughs> but then I kind of looked around at this amazing team that has grown around the two of us. And I thought, you know what? It's going to be okay. And you're always going to be a part of everything that we do. So a decision to step away from an active role in the organization doesn't take away from the fact that you're a founder, that your voice and your heart and your little girl and your fingerprints and hers are all over everything that we do. And beyond that is this great realization that we get to return to that personal sister friend relationship that so often we have had to put on the back, back, back burner so that we could keep things going. So there are a lot of, a lot of gifts 
you know, to, to realize, um, once you stop panicking and realize, um, but you know, when, when I got kind of what you were thinking and, and how you were thinking of moving forward from the organization, it just made sense to me. Um, didn't make it easy, but it made sense to me that you were, this was going back to our theme, you're moving forward, you know, and um, that doesn't mean moving away, doesn't mean gone forever, just moving forward. So, you know, and then having to share that with our team too, it's a a little bit of a, you know, grieving process for, because we're all so close. So close. And I still text with them. They're just the sweetest group. And you know, we were very conscious of the people we would associate with from the very beginning. And every person that works with us is all heart. I mean, they're fantastic. They're talented, but they are driven by their hearts. And those are the people you love and stay in touch with forever. And And I knew that I would be able to keep in touch with them. And I have, and it's been fantastic. They're just such a great group. And yeah, I think when everybody realized you weren't like jumping off a cliff and (laughs) we were still going to be attached um, at the heartstrings and still texting and calling and doing our stupid Zoom things together. Right, Um, right. And suddenly it wasn't so much like ripping a bandage off. It was like. Okay. And I think like what sealed the deal for me was, you know, I was really emotional when I was coming to this decision. It was not easy because I love it. I love, love, love what we do. But I was crying this one day in my office. I was just crying and the girls walked in, my two sweet little girls, they look at me and they're like, why are you crying? And I looked at them and I said, I'm thinking I'm going to leave working at Safe and Sound. And they started cheering and I was so caught off guard because they've always been so supportive of everything that I've done. And I really caught me off guard and I kind of looked at them and the first thing they said, and I kid you not, I'm not even like Samantha, the youngest one looks at me and she goes, mom, we're super proud of what you did with safe and sound. She goes, but we're ready for you to be home all the time, like to be present with me all the time. And I was like, that is right. Out that- of the mouths of babes. Oh my gosh. They're so wise. So sweet. And I knew in that moment, like they were ready. And so many people have told me, you know, that, you know, working when they're younger, that a lot of them have had shifted when they started hitting that teenage time frame from working less or not working at all. And there was just something in me that just felt like this is time for them too. They need my attention. They need me to be present. They need me during these really informative years where they're going to be going through a lot of changes, (laughs) some good, some bad. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is crazy. This preteen, almost teen, Madeline will be turning a teenager officially. I I feel like for 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 my girls I feel like once we got over that um, <laughs> the teens I felt like the preteen thing was much harder than the teen thing oh I love you thank you for saying that okay. <laughs> I was like this is just super 
time consuming. Like it is a lot of energy, but it's, it's great. My kids are fantastic and they're worth investing in. Yeah. I just love that my head is not now thinking of a billion things while they're talking to me and I'm trying to push them out to focus in on what they're saying. So that's been a huge blessing for me because I'm not so good at putting it away when I'm done. It's yeah, kind of the multitasking that we all try to do is just, uh, it's not, it's not a healthy thing. Whoever invented that concept, <laughs> I don't know, but. Yeah. But I will say it's been a great positive thing. And I am so excited to be the biggest cheerleader for Safe and Sound. And I will still be popping in every once in a while for summits and things like that. Yeah. And you know, you're going to be fantastic as always. You're such a great partner and you know more than anyone how to honor our daughters in the way that they deserved. And so I have all the faith in you in doing that. Wow. <laughs> that is There's some pressure now. <laughs> no, I know. Right. Um, I don't even know what to say about that, but that is just an incredible, that, that's an incredible thing when, um, you know, your, your co-founding partner, the trust that you trust me, that you trust our team, um, to just, to just keep checking on and, and, um, that the girls can continue to be together in this and that you can too. Um, but just not in the hairy everyday, you know, day-to-day crazy business that, that it is. Um, I don't know. That's just, that's really that's an incredible gift to me. So moving forward, if you haven't figured it out, <laughs> as we kind of wove our conversation, we're, we're trying to gently help our community to, uh, to, to make the transition too, um, because Alyssa is so much a part of everything that we do, the, the tweets, the posts, the visits, you know, um, the blogs, this podcast, so really, you know, a lot of handing of the baton is, is happening here. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of thought has gone into it. But, um, you know, as she says, she'll still be here. She'll still be popping in. She's not gone forever, but it is time. It's time for her to, to move forward in this way for herself, her family, and, and her healing, and her beautiful little girl, Emily. So I want to thank Alyssa for joining me, for handing me the baton so beautifully, and uh, for all of you for joining us as we shared something really deep and personal um, as we approach, you know, this eight-year mark of the loss of our beautiful daughters. Uh, you know, there's always a lot of reflection, and this year we decided to, to share it um, very, very deeply and very honestly with all of you joining us. So I want to invite you all to check out uh, our most recent blog from Alyssa at safeandsoundschools.org and our team's tributes to Alyssa's journey with us at Safe and Sound over the years. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support of us, our organization, and, and your thoughts and prayers to the two of us and our families as we always look to move forward.